Brain Dead Radio presents. They just grabbed ten years of my life. That isn't enough. What's advertising but a legalized con game? America, man, you know, it's so beautiful, I want to eat it. And we're back. Uh, apologies on that. Apparently, uh, we had a little bit of f- We have figured everything out. And we're back to those hard-hitting questions from both the BDR uh, and Anderson Vision fan base. So, go ahead, Troy. What's the, what's the next question on the list? Okay, looks like Josh has got a series of questions. So, you know what? Let's have fun with this. All right. We're, we're going to do a family food style, like right in the show. Okay, let's see if I can uh, do some improv. Okay. What we got? Okay, Josh, you got the answers on the board. Answers on the board. First question is global warming. I forgot how to play Family Feud. <laughs> Am I supposed to say the answer is... If you don't know, say pass. Pass. Immigration. Pass. Chris Bosch coming to the Rockets. Possibly thoughts? That's what is... actually a Dave question, so I'm throwing that out. Chris Bosch didn't come to the Houston Rockets. Okay. It's okay. basketball, right? <laughs> Best WrestleMania. Yes. Uh, Best WrestleMania. Uh, pass. Rhonda Rossi, uh, can any woman alive be her? Y- yes. <laughs> okay, names. Uh, my first thought would be, uh, I'd have to say, because I don't know anybody else, Gina Serrano, 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 that super hot, yeah, that super hot UFC chick from fucking Fast and the Furious. Just because she's hotter. best worst porn fetish. Well, and this is great, because this is a Rob question. Best worst porn fetish. Here's my thought process on porn. There's no such thing as the worst porn fetish so long as both uh, parties uh, are are uh, accepting of what's happening. So long as there's nobody being forced, there is no best warrants, best worst, but I'd have to say just because people out there are talking about it, rosebudding. Go. Okay, best porn. Uh, I don't watch porn. I watch clips. Go. Cats. Why? They're easier than dogs. Go. Why can't a grown-ass man change his own tire anymore? Because we have AAA and we have tow trucks and they do it for us and fuck this shit, I have games to play on my iPhone. Good answer, good answer. Okay, let's see. (laughs) I'm sorry, Josh. Global warming. (laughs) Global warming. Survey says it is real, it is very man-made, and corporations are the problem. Oh, that's how you play Family Feud? I thought it was just like one word thing. All right, good good deal. All right, immigration, go. Immigration. It's a problem, but again, corporate interests have fueled it and made it so bad taking advantage of shitty laws that they helped create in the first place. Chris Bosch coming to the Rockets. Go. That question's already wrong because it's dated. Boom. Best WrestleMania. Go. WrestleMania 3. Ronda Rousey. Go. She-Hulk. She-Hulk <laughs> is a real woman. Best worst porn fetish. Go. People fucking midgets. It's just wrong. What? Have you ever had sex with a midget? No, and I'm never going to. Dude, it's amazing. That's all I have to say. All right, best porn, go. Well, I think the question is a title or, like, sp- specific fetish? Well, I mean, titles are easy. I, I took that as, like, best porn, and, like, I don't watch, like, full porn. I watch clips. You only need, like, three clips, and you're good. So let's go over best title. What's your best title? I don't really have a best title. 
What was that? Don't have a best title. Don't have best. Okay, what's your best porn then? Uh, casting couch. That stuff. <laughs> of course, cats go. Cats. I used to be a big fan of them as a kid. Now I prefer dogs. Why can't a grown ass man change his own tire? Go. Because I have uh, people who get paid a lot less than me that can do it any time of day. Fuck yes. So hopefully that answers your questions, Josh. I apologize if we, sh we feel like you're shortchanged, but like you had like ten questions in one, so you got your one, your one answers. Now Jamie brings it back, uh, and I shouldn't even say brings yeah, it back. Yeah, Jamie's doing this shit. I shouldn't say brings it back because that that makes me feel like Josh's questions, Bmel's questions weren't legitimate. They were legitimate, and I hope you enjoyed those answers. Uh, <laughs> but Jamie asks, how would things have turned out if Chris Farley hadn't died? Legitimate question. Shrek I... would have been funnier. You know what? I can't lie. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Do you think? Uh, do you think he'd be doing serious, uh, serious movies now, or do you think he'd still be typecast? I think he would have got a Confederacy of Dunces off the ground, oh, God, and it would have bombed. Dude, am I the only one that wants to see that get off the ground, though? There's a handful of people. Am I, am I ridiculous for being like, I just want to see someone try? It's going to happen. I mean, if the David Foster Wallace thing could happen, this is going to happen. And for me, I just feel like if Chris Farley hadn't died, he probably would have been on. Because uh, he, correct me if I'm wrong, it's been like what 97, 96 when he died, 98, 97. Yeah, 97. Was he still on SNL at 97. that time? Right, because he was doing Almost Famous. No, he was in, not Almost Famous. Almost. He Heroes. was in pre-production. Okay. He was in Almost Heroes. Almost Heroes. He was that. in pre-production on Shrek. You mean yeah. you mean he wasn't almost famous? He wasn't gonna be fucking the Golden God guy? I feel like I've been lied to. Almost no, heroes. he was working on his voice. There it is. So, uh, really, if he hadn't died, I'm sure he'd just be another one of those fat dudes that probably would have maybe branched out, done a biopic. Uh, I'm assuming. And Shrek would have came out summer '99. And it would have been. It would have been. I mean, I, to be honest, I still enjoyed the first Shrek. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. But I mean, really, it's, it's just Mike Myers. It's, I mean, it's just Mike Myers. Like, I would assume. Has has, has any audio ever leaked of uh, Chris Farley's uh, Shrek voice? No, because they were literally like a month into shooting. Okay, they're getting so, it set up. So we've never heard of it. So if he if, if things have turned out, I'm sure we I'm sure like the world wouldn't have been a better place. I'm sure we'd still be in the shit, and I'm sure at some point a bunch of nerds would have been super angry that Chris Farley played some character from some comic they loved and he ruined it. So, all right, next question. But you know what's funny though? Yes, I actually heard a good story about Chris Farley. Okay, shoot. Since we were talking about rumors and everything. That, like, the winter before, like, January 97, he just got out of rehab. So he got invited to a Super Bowl party at John Lovitz's house. Okay. John Lovitz was giving shit, saying what he couldn't and can't eat. And there's, like, a bunch of, like, SNL people there, Al Bunny's there, you know, all those people. Okay. So when the game starts, all of a sudden they hear this loud noise, like a bunch of shit's getting knocked over, like a bear's in the kitchen. And he comes in with, like, two slices of bread and this little, like, toy dog of John Lovitz covering, like, all sorts of condiments. And he gets in front of the screen in front of all of them. And he goes, I'm going to eat whatever the fuck I want when I want to. <laughs> and that, I mean, that sums up Chris Farley in a fucking, in, in, in one story, I, I would have to say. Right? Yeah, I enjoy the guy. Oh, yeah. I you know I, it's never sad when when somebody dies, and it was. It, I remember specifically when when those pictures leaked and they were in the tabloids. Like I'm just like fuck, man, really? Like I, 
You know, if I ever go out like that, I hope to fucking Christ. I mean, thankfully, like, I'm not famous, so obviously no one gives a shit. But, like, I don't want anybody that, that loves me or that I love ever to see me looking like Farley did uh, in his death photo. Because that has got to be one of the most depressing... And that's still burning in my brain, in my brain one of the most depressing death pictures that I, I've seen. Like, it's just, it's just sad. And how he died... And how he died, because I know a lot of people in, like, medical field, it's really rare to go out that way. Because you was don't, it, when you have the heart attack like that... I thought it was a speedball. You're did, actually... Didn't he die from a heart attack ball, from a speedball? It blew out the bottom of his heart. Oh, my God. So he bled to death internally. The heart attack happened, but what killed him was the hemorrhage and bleeding in his chest. Thanks a lot, Jamie, for bringing fucking the Anderson tapes just down. I am just depressed now. I need more beer. This is ridiculous. Let's move on to a better, not maybe a better question, but a more maybe upbeat question, and one that I'm sure we will differ on uh, very hard. Jamie asks, when did Kevin Smith become the Al Sharpton of geekdom? How many more of his old pals, uh, Affleck, the Weinsteins, does he have to alienate till he gets it, or is he that far gone? I'm going to let you take this one first. I want to hear your thoughts on Kevin Smith. He's out of work. I'm hearing great things about Tusk, mm. but... Can't wait. There, you, hit a, you hit a point where if you're not bringing in money, they got shit to do with you. Yep. It's show business. Yep. That's, you know, and that's, I mean, that's that's legitimate. Uh, I'm that guy that I'm still, uh, I'm getting back into him. Uh, I had to take a, a giant break there, and obviously the internet loves to hate this guy. But I have to say, like, given the chance, if I was given the chance to have Kevin Smith's, like, his output, you know, just his experiences and what he's going through and what he's done, I have to say, like, I'm not going to turn that down. I mean, he had a couple, he had at least, you have to at least give him a minimum Two good films, correct? Or, or am I I'm being too nice here? Like two good films. No, I'll go with I'll do two. Two and my my, my two of t my two honestly would have to be Clerks. And as much as people say Chasing Amy, I'm gonna have to say Dogma. Like I still love the fuck out of Dogma. What would have to be your two uh your two films of Kevin Smith's that you would pick? I like the first two. I like Clerks and Mallrats. I love you know I love me I love me some Mallrats, but I still think Dogma for me is just like the fact that Dogma was made. It's not in the theater. I was like one of like six people in that theater. It's probably you know for whatever reason just no one that didn't really attach people. But for being from someone that like did grow up in a fairly uh, religious type household for a bit there, uh, and being that asshole kid who got flunked and kicked out of Sunday school for asking questions, much like he always talks about his podcast and whatnot. Like I just I I got drawn to it and it was like you know there it is. Um, but for me, I'm just like, well, fuck it. This guy, all this guy does, all this guy does now is smoke weed, and fucking have podcasts. And I'm like, and get paid for it. I'm like, you know what? Not the worst fucking life. Not at all. I can't fault the guy for that. Like, obviously, like if people weren't listening to his shit, he'd have to do something else. But it turns out, like, he's got quite the following, and they still listen to him. And I, I, I am that dickhead who still listens to his main, uh, the Smodcast. And uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, Tell Him Steve Dave because I just I enjoy that stuff. So. Do you think he's that far gone, or do you think he's going to come back with Tusk? Because I'm, I'm actually really excited. I hope the trailer leaks. I hope we get to see the trailer for Tusk. I've been excited ever since episode, I think it was like two, 259 of Smodcast, or 250-something of Smodcast, where that idea came to fruition. Like, that's the dream! How many times? I mean, maybe since you're new, newer to like podcasts, but obviously you've had conversations and you've written things. 
how awesome would it be to have a conversation with a friend and just be like and just shooting the shit and you're laughing and then you make a fucking script and you get to shoot it like that's what siege that's what the streets calling's all about man like that's the dream that's how midget porn happens ain't nothing wrong i'm still i'm still on the fence there ain't nothing wrong with midget porn not that I'm like full full on midget porn, but I just gotta say, until you've uh, legitimately had sex with a dwarf, nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. That's just what are I'm saying, saying. Are you saying Leslie's a dwarf? No, I'm saying that uh, that I, I I'm hoping that I'm not the only one. I'm hoping somebody out there has a bucket list of sex things they want to do, and I have to say on my list. So you're just looking into the future? No, 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 no. I've I've I've, I've legitimately have had sex with with a dwarf. And and the only like reason Billy Barty small yeah like a, like a well no wait Billy Barty's like what three foot something right oh well he's a corpse so he's a pop bones okay <laughs> okay well back when he was when, when he was living uh, technically I believe you're you're technically uh, a dwarf if you're under four nine I think that's the cutoff four nine or four eight. Uh, and I, that's just a really tiny Asian chick. I was able, uh, I was able to, uh, I, uh, I had some fun with, uh, 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 a beautiful, a beautiful girl named, uh, Sarah who was four foot four. And the only reason I had, the only reason like it got weird and like, I know this is totally superficial was that like, she was of age. She was, you know, I was 25, she was 24 and you know we had some fun, and I remember we went out somewhere, and she dressed like you know like a twenty you know like a twenty four year old does like, and she was very like punky, uh, very gothy, and you know fishnets and all this, and she, because she was a dwarf, and the way she dressed, she looked like she honestly looked like she was like twelve, thirteen, like if you didn't know her, like she just looked like she it looked like I was fucking out with a goddamn middle schooler, and I and I was superficial enough where I'm like you know what listen. You know, I like you a bunch. Um, I just, and I was honest. I'm like, I this is. I feel like people are judging me. Um, we haven't been th- we haven't been together t- too long. Uh, I know this was just kind of a fling type deal, but I'm just gonna be honest. And she was like, you know what? I get that. It's all good. And last I heard, she has a kid. She's married. It's all good. But I got to cross that off of my list of like, yeah, dwarf. Uh, and she was. Yeah, it was. It was nice. It was. It was. It, it, it was different. Let's just say like how you mentioned when. Uh, I was uh, when you were like, I'm a god, I'm a golden god. It's you know, that's how I felt. I was like, yeah, I could pick you up with my. When left you blasted arm. her, did she go? When you blasted her, did she go willow? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're gonna morph right in front of my eyes. It's amazing. Uh, no, uh, I did was. Did you take the acorn from her hand? <laughs> I was classy enough where there was no. Uh, uh, I, I, as far as I remember, there were no willow references uh, for what for whatever reason. So. Uh, I don't feel that Kevin Smith is the Al Sharpton of geekdom. I feel like any geek in his position would be doing what he's doing. Would I like him to actually be serious? Sure, but he's getting paid, so fucking moron him. So, that's my I thought process. I can't think about these questions anymore. <laughs> Are you just thinking, I'm of... thinking about is your Willow Midget porn fetish? It's not a fetish. Put... It's not a fetish. Daikini, Daikini Donkey Punch. It's not a fetish. It can't be a fetish if it was, like, a few times. And, like, and I get it, like... The, 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 the most famous midget in all the porn, obviously, is the Howard Stern, you know, Bridget the Midget. Uh, and it rhymes. It, it, it rhymes. But, you know, little people, dwarves, they don't like to be called midgets. They like to be called dwarves, which I honestly like to think, like, I remember when, like, uh, my, you know, when my, buddy, uh, when my buddy Jeff was like, could I ask him, like, you know, what's the politically correct term? And he's like, dwarf. And my first instinct was like, really? Like, Lord of the Rings? Like, how is that better than midget? Like I don't, I just, I just now think of Gimli. 
Uh, but I don't have a fetish. I, I crossed off a sexual conquest uh, in my early 20s, and th I'm just going to leave it at that. She was a very lovely girl. Uh, it was a fun time. I just felt very dirty uh, out in public with her, and that's that's all on me. Dwarves are amazing uh, and, and good on them. So I apologize for derailing, but let's get on some questions. I don't want to keep talking about dwarf porn. Okay, third question we cannot answer because that might be answered this weekend. You might be answering it this weekend. No, something happening this weekend might be answering it. Oh, okay, so let's just skip that question. Let's move on to the next one. How much longer till DiCaprio gets his Oscar, and will it be from the Scorsese joint? There's... Jamie, learn how to fucking edit yourself. What would you would you cut out the Scorsese joint part and just put the when will he get his Oscar? Yeah, I mean that's what they're getting at. Do you do you feel? I feel like he's deserved an Oscar a few times at this point. I feel like honestly, the kid the, the kid should have got one in Gilbert Grape. Like, and maybe I'm stupid and naive, and that was Oscar bait. But I honestly feel like he should have gotten one. <sighs> I like Gilbert Grape. If it would have been an easier going year. Mm -hmm. He would have won. Who was he, he up was against? A tough category. There. Do you remember who he was Tommy up against? Tommy Lee Jones won that year. Okay. For the fugitive, there's a lot of people going that year. Wait, see, do you honestly? Can you honestly tell me that you thought that Tommy Lee Jones in the fugitive was a better actor well, than Tommy Lee? No, Tommy Lee Jones got as the makeup because he was in a tough category. There we go. Okay, there we go. So, will be will will he? How much longer do you think he'll get one? And do you think it will be from a Scorsese movie? No, no. I don't think it'll be from a Scorsese movie. There we go. So, Jamie, I think you know, I, 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 I don't even care at this point. I think he deserves. I think he deserves some sort of accolades, and I do respect the guy for just saying that he's not in it for it. Is that just bitterness because he's not winning? Maybe, but. The dude brings his he'll A game. He'll win eventually. Yeah, he'll bring his yeah. A game, and as long as he doesn't win from like a. Like, oh, just just give him one. Oh, it's been too long. Just like give the him Richard one. Jewell movie. Bill, yeah, I can see that happening with the Richard Jewell movie. There we go. And then we have the last one here from Jamie. Where does the internet hate for Brett Ratner come from, and when will they ever grow up and give the guy a fair shake? I would like to think that the hate honestly started, like, start, like legitimately started for X-Men. Am I wrong on this? No. For X-Men. He's a brat. Brett Ratner was a privileged film school student whose rich mommy took care of him. And by the time that he started getting big off money talks and rush hours, though that story started sticking to him, and with his attitude, it started coming through. And it and people don't like supporting a spoiled asshole. Do you, do you think it's warranted? Because personally, like, while I don't find his movies, like, amazing, I, I'm never like, these were poorly shot. Here's the thing. He's a film fan, and it comes through. Mm -hmm. But he'd be a better producer than a creative talent. Okay. And I have to I have to say that, you know what? I didn't hate X-Men 3. The directing was not the problem in that movie whatsoever. I mean, considering the guy was fucked on that. Right? And he had eight months to do that. Yeah, he had eight months to do it. There was three editors. Name another American film in the last 20 years that had three editors working on it simultaneously to get it done in time. I can legitimately say I cannot answer your question. So I think the hate is I can understand if you're coming at it from like, well, he's a spoiled rich kid. Fuck that guy. But from a directing point of view, I think I don't think he's great. I don't think he's terrible. I think, he, you know, he's passable. 
he he releases movies that you know they do somewhat decent, and you know the hate for X Men Three should not be laid at his feet at at all. Do I think Singer could have made a better X Men Three? Honestly, with that script, nope, not at all. I don't think Singer no, it wasn't going to be that script. Would it have been a what was so wait did did Renner didn't write the script though right? Like they just handed no, it to him and they're like did. here to fucking do it. Vaughn tweaked what was written as a last-ditch effort. Because Fox... Singer going off X-Men 3 was bad. And he went off X-Men 3 because of like, Superman, right? Superman went over. Okay. And he was shooting the pilot at the house, and Fox kicked him off the lot. They locked him out and said, okay, you're done shooting the pilot, you're done doing... You're done. So, if anybody's to blame for fucking X-Men 3, it's Fox. Yes. There we go. So yeah, fuck the internet. The internet is fucking catty and bullshit, and I've been, I feel like I'm a happier person lately for the fact that I don't give a shit what 99% of the people on the internet say. Fuck it. If you enjoy a movie, you fucking oh, enjoy fuck a movie. fuck the internet. Right? Fuck the internet. That's the tagline, the Anderson tapes. Fuck the internet. So many taglines coming out. I love it. All right. We have a great question from Captain Russ, and I think that you're going to have many more examples because I was, unfortunately, he chose two of my big ones. Unsung cinematic pricks. Which actor out there encompasses the, this the most? Such examples would be Gary Busey in Predator 2 or James Rebhorn in ID4. Who's your favorite unsung cinematic prick? Oh, uh, David Thewlis and Naked. I can't even pretend to know what I know to pretend to know what you're talking about. So I will just say, yep, David's right. Lupin, you seen Harry Potter? Yeah, yeah, the oh, Lupin, the the werewolf. Yeah, Lupin <laughs> did a movie 21 years ago where he was one of the biggest sons of bitches there would be filmed. And okay, and I can't see that. I, I've never seen that, so I will definitely search that out because. Uh, uh, while some people think I'm just fucking an asshole who doesn't take advice, I do, you know, Anderson's given me some movies, and I've watched some of them, so Naked. And that was how long ago? 20 years ago? 93. Is that on, do you know off the top of your head, is that on some sort of on-demand DVD service? and Blu-ray. Oh, okay, so I'll have to go ahead and, uh, it, would, would, based on the fact that I honestly know nothing about this, is it this, might be on Hulu. Is this a buy? What, should I buy this, or should I just try to find it, renting it, if I can? I can't tell. You <laughs> gave me an idea. In England, women notoriously hate it. Like, women over here hate American Psycho. Wait, women in America hate American Psycho, or women in England hate American yes. Psycho? Okay. Women in America hate American Psycho. Oh. Women in UK hate Naked because of him. Is it roughly the... I mean, you're, are you comparing these two movies? Like, is there a common theme here? Misogyny and just general distaste for humanity. All right. Hey, you know what? Those are two things that I'm all about. I mean, I shouldn't say I'm about misogyny. This came out really bad, but... Fucking a general taste for humanity, distaste for humanity. Fucking sign me the fuck yeah, I mean, you're up. not misogynist. I mean, you're not misogynist. I would like you help to... help out the little ladies when they need it. I would like... <laughs> That's like such a backhanded compliment. You're not a misogynist. You help those little ladies when they need it. Uh, at this point, yep. I feel like if you say anything, anything at all in regards to women or any, you just you're automatically labeled. And uh, I'm trying to turn into leaf over. So I will say, you know what? I will check naked out. Uh, 
And I will say, I, I will, I'll, in a future episode, uh, maybe we can chat about it a bit, and I can say, you know what, you were right, and I can see the parallels, and I understand. Uh, my The only one I can think of, and it's the easiest fucking get, is Paul Reiser in Aliens. Okay, he's too middle of the road. See, and that's my problem, because when I think of pricks, like... Like because I didn't do any research on this one. Like this, we got really far down through these questions. Even though I'm not even halfway down this page of uh, questions here, it's hard for me to like think of any other major cinematic pricks like off of the top of my head. It's really hard. And uh, you know, Busey for me is just like, well, yeah, totally. But you know, fucking Burke was a dick. Fuck him. He's just an asshole. But in the middle of the road, Burke is more of a corporate stooge. Who was a prick? Like, okay, yes, he was a corporate stooge, but you cannot tell me locking the fucking facehugger in with fucking Ripley and Newt. That went above and beyond corporate prick. Like, they were like, okay, no. you gotta bring one home, do whatever, and he could have fucking done something else, but he was like, fuck it, throw it in with the eight-year-old. I don't give a shit. Yeah. He got talking, Ripley! <laughs> oh, Ripley! <laughs> Ripley! Ripley! All right. This one, this is. She all... was American, and she sounded like that. That is true. Whatever happened to her? She she kind of got out of the game uh, after Aliens, right? Like she kind of just. Nah, she shows up the cons every once well, in a while. Well, I mean, but like in movies, she got out of the game. She shows up for like the remember the remember me. I was Newt. Yeah. They mostly come out at night. Mostly, that was me. That's my big. Which once again, if I was known for that and that's it, totally fine. Totally cool. I mean, I'd be careful. I'd be carrying, like, a little doll's head on my keychain. <laughs> He'd be like, hey, are you? But like, yes, I am. Do you want a photo? Not really. No, trust me. Take a photo with... I'd be that asshole that would just walk up to, like... Get your motherfucking Polaroid out. I would just walk up to civilians and just walk up with a selfie. Like, boom. You just got a fucking... You just got a selfie with Newt. Deal with it. All right. Russ also asks, and this is, I know, I, I have one thing in my head and I could be totally wrong. What is your favorite George C. Scott role? You go first. Okay, and uh, tell me if I'm wrong. I might be wrong. I'm going to go ahead and I, I hope to God I'm not wrong. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say Mars I'm going to go ahead and say Mars Attacks. Am I thinking of the right person? <laughs> am I thinking nope. of, not, okay, who am I thinking of in Mars Attacks? Rod Steiger. Fucking A. I love, good actor. I love that asshole laugh because you knew I was going to get this wrong. All right. What? Who is George C. Scott? What's he in? What What? What? what would I know him from? You would know him from uh, Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue? Nope. Firestarter? Mm, I remember the movie vaguely. That's with uh, Is that with Lou Gossett Jr. and Drew Barrymore? No, it's Drew Barrymore. <laughs> so, nope. All right, next. <laughs> Angus. Oh, shit! The grandfather! That's Grandpa Ivan. Jesus, yeah. okay. Once again, this is what I love about this show. We get both sides, the idiot and the fucking savant over here when it comes to fucking movies. I love me some Angus. Minnesota boy, found in a goddamn Hardee's. Good on you, Angus. Uh, and I also touched a boob during that movie, so awesome. What's your favorite George C. Scott? And Patrick Reed Johnson. And Patrick Reed Johnson. He's, he's a homie. He's cool. So, what's your favorite role for George C. Scott? Rage. Rage. What is uh? You can is... only get it from what you can only get it from Warner Brothers archive, which means you have to order from the Warner Brothers site. Okay. It was. It got released theatrically in some parts, and other parts it was just a TV movie they showed on CBS. Okay. 
It's about the military's doing some testing with nerve gas, and it's in the middle of the country, and it leaks. Oh, shit, it's like 20 days so later. It kill- yeah, so it kills a bunch of this rancher's livestock and his kid. Mm-hmm. So, and George C. Scott's the dad saying, you kill like $200,000 of my animals, and you kill my son. <laughs> I like and the-, the army. And the army... <laughs> Yeah, and the army pretty much tells him to go suck a dick. <laughs> my cows so are dead. Oh, my gets, kid's dead, too. <laughs> so he gets loaded up, like, drunk, and he starts showing signs that he's been infected, too. Oh, shit. So he so he's starting to rage out and get on, like, you know, 28 day, days later, monkey crazy. Ooh. So he loads up a bunch of guns and goes to the local military base and starts trying to kill everybody. So kind of like falling down. When was this movie made? 72. All right, Rage. You know what? It's also the only movie he ever directed. Once again, I know that we've only done, well, this might be the fourth slash fifth episode, but once again, I appreciate this because you are bringing movies that I've never even heard of and or have seen and never would have known about to the forefront and hopefully to some listeners who are also as idiotic as me. I want to see The Rage and I will check out the Warner Brother archives. Now, yeah, you should take a look because Martin Sheen's in it. Oh, okay. And he's so damn young in it. It's his second movie ever. Wait, Martin Sheen? Really? Martin Sheen, yeah. Who? He did this right before he did Badlands. There we go. Okay. All right. Well, I will definitely check out Rage. The premise alone sounds awesome. And now that I know that's the grandpa from Angus, sold. Fucking sold. Yeah. Russ. Grandpa uh- from Angus fucks up a lot of people. <laughs> Another good, another great fucking, another great fucking pull quote. Russ also asks, "I recently looked at Vincent Ward's premise for Alien Three. Now, I assume this is the one with the wooden planet. Is that correct, or is that yeah. Gibson's? I thought that was Gibson's. No, that's that's Ward. That's Ward. Okay. So his premise was there was a wooden planet. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. The planet had a wood. Fucking awesome. And some ships, some, some shit goes down. Russ says it seems pretty far out there." What would you guys do with the franchise if you had to edit with the third film? So if we're basing the third film off of the first two, and I'm also that asshole that enjoys the director's cut of Alien 3 for what it is. I love Charles S. Dutton. Uh, I fucking I just I just love that whole prison planet. Fury 151 is amazing. What would you go with if you had to end the Alien franchise on part three? If I had to end part three? Yep. I would start like a pre-credit sequence where she wakes up, but she's not sure. Kind of like a homage to her fake out dream sequences from Aliens. Okay, yeah, yeah, with the cat. Yep, yep, yep. And she's going around and she's checking on Hicks and Bishop and, and Newt. Yep. And then she sees the cat. And yep. this would be borrowing from some Aliens 3. Okay. So Jonesy's there. Jonesy starts hacking up like a fuzzball. Then all of a sudden you see something rip out Jonesy. And it attacks her, but she beats it, and then she goes over to the pods, and then you start seeing the facehuggers trying to pop in and out and out. And then she wakes up, and she's on that the skyhook above Earth, like from Alien. Yep. Aliens. Yep, yep, yep. And then you and then you realize, you know, she's almost back to Earth. And then she's going around explaining what happened, and then they hold her because they pretty much say. You're because they'll say Burke filed a report. Yep, and pretty much say she murdered all those people. Oh, all right. So, so the company goes up there to try to keep her from coming back down and telling the truth. All the while, Hicks comes out, 
and he actually has a face hugger. Oh shit! And then you start Twist. having the whole alien, yeah, on the sky hook, and it gets the whole theme like one monster, at, like the first movie. So instead of having like the the cannon fodder, it's back to the straight up like one thing. They have to they have to like Ripley and and the fucking the, the agents from Wayland or whatever have to like kind of like work together to like destroy this thing all the while. No, no. it's a three way standoff. Oh shit! The only people who have defensive guns are the Wayland people. Okay. And only one ship gets up before the alien cuts off the means to get up there. So it's, now it's under quarantine. So it's Ripley and medical staff versus the alien versus the Wayland team. Oh shit! And in, in, in your movie, uh, who if, who would win? Would they all die? Would the alien make it? Because in my oh, movie, they would all die. Okay, see, in my movie, I'm I'm that asshole. Was like, I want the alien on Earth. I want the alien to come down to Earth, and I don't want it to be like Aliens versus Predator because I really enjoyed the idea that the alien's down there, but then it went to shit. But I kind of like the idea that it's fucking Ripley trying to spread the truth. Waylon trying to fucking stop the truth, and the alien not giving a shit about the truth or the lies, and it's just like, I'm trying to survive. Yeah. Alright, fuck and yeah, the movie, man. And the movie ends with Newt and Bishop dying. What? So Ripley goes suicidal. What? And she just crashes the, she crashes the space station on Earth. Oh, shit. But then, but then if this was actually made, then obviously you know at the end, the, 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 the credit stinger would be like, you think everything's dead, and then you would just see like his tail raise up. Or like a face hugger raise up from the ashes, and then just like bam, horn black, black screen, and it's done. Or would you just say fuck Possibly. it, no more aliens? I'd say fucking no more aliens, but you never know. <laughs> there we go. All right. Now this one, this this next question by Russ is near and dear to my heart. His question is: Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton, insufferable twat, or insufferable twat? Uh, he yelled at me at a con once to keep it down, so I'll just call him a fucking con. Can I ask, can I ask, what were you doing that fucking Wesley Crusher was like, can you keep it down? Oh, God, what was I was well, doing? It's about a year ago. It, it, was oh. a, it was only a year ago. What were you doing? You were like, you fucking ruined Star Trek The Next Generation. No. You could have banged Ashley Judd, but you fucked it up. <laughs> he was never gonna bang her. He could have banged her. Oh, he could not have banged her. He could have banged oh, her. Oh god. He could have fucking. Fuck? He could have sealed that deal so hard, but he's fucking Wesley Crusher, man. What the fuck did I say? Because he had two of those enforcers. You know, you know how cons have enforcers like to keep the rules. Yeah. Yeah, he sent two of them over there to deal with me. Oh my god! Tell me, I see now. <laughs> I almost want you to lie. Like, what the fuck did you do that Will Wheaton had to send enforce enforcers down to you to say, "Listen, bro, tone it down." I think it's just something like I was bothering the talent. You were, well, <laughs> fucking like, was this at like a face to face thing, or are you like, were you in like a a panel? Like, what the fuck? Oh no, it was like he was doing signings, and I saw him out of the corner of my eye, so I'm like. Standing on the right side where his booth is, oh. I'm just yelling at him. So you weren't in line. You were just basically heckling poor no. Wheaton. Yeah. Now, see, I, I, I have to say, I have to say, and I don't agree with this. I, I didn't agree with this until WizardCon. But uh, 
ever since uh, I grew my, my, my sloppy-ass fucking man beard uh, and changed my sloppy-ass fucking hairstyle to be more quote-unquote conservative, uh, everybody has been like, you look just like Will Wheaton, and I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't fuck. You know, whatever. The only reason Will Wheaton gets a pass is like, well, yeah, he came from he came from Beverly Crusher's vagina, and Beverly Crusher was a fucking. She was a milf. She was like one of the hottest people on there. Yeah. Okay, for me, I would fucking rail if given the chance. Worst thirty seconds of her life, I would give it to her. Not even a question. See, here's the thing. Not until like season four or five, was... though. Not until she got her like non ridiculous bob hairdo, and I was like, yeah, Beverly, you're fucking uh -huh. fine. Seriously, I'm such a nerd that I still remember her from being mean to the Muppets in The Muppet Takes Manhattan. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck you, ginger bitch. <laughs> Don't tell Kermit no. Oh my god. I, you know, To be honest, I respect that. I get that. I totally respect that. Now, the only reason I can't call him an insufferable twat, or an insufferable twat, is the fact that I was at WizardCon... And I'm not, this is not, this is not made up. This is not me fucking whatever. I'm actually, I'm waiting in line to meet Robert England uh, for a one-on-one. -on -one. And I'm chilling and I'll, and I'm talking to CJ and I'm talking to uh, my wife. And I get a tap on the shoulder and it's this dude and his son. And he's like, he's like, hey. And I'm like, uh-huh. And he's like, and this is, this is the father. So this guy's, he looked like maybe he was in his 50s or 60s. Like he was like an older, older gentleman. He's like, hey, he's like. He's like, is everyone? Is anyone ever told you told you you look like Will Wheaton? And I'm, and I and like Leslie and CJ kind of started laughing, and I was just like, yeah, unfortunately. And he's like, he's like, no, seriously. He's like, my son pointed you out and said that, look, Dad, Wesley Crusher's in line to wait for fucking Freddy Krueger. I didn't see him on the list. Maybe we can go over and get an autograph. So some fucking kid saw my stupid bloated face and was just like, I swear to God, Dad, that's Wesley Crusher. And I'm like, well, you know what? I fucking, that's my closest brush to fame, is, like, some fucking poor little kid who obviously needed glasses thought it looked like Wesley Crusher. And once again, power to him. If I had to pick out of all insufferable twats, Will Wheaton is not him. Chris Hardwick is the insufferable twat. I'll give it up to Will Wheaton. Oh, I, yeah, fuck I, him. Yeah, fuck Chris Hardwick. I enjoy Will Wheaton, once again, if I had the power to do his tabletop gaming show, to do a sci-fi show, to just be kind of embraced by nerdum and to, you know... Like, I still have, and I hope he ever comes to a con here, I still have his Playmates action figure uh, in the package uh, just waiting, waiting to be signed uh, by Will Wheaton. So I can't hate the guy just because, hey, fucking apparently I look like him. Some little kid thought uh, he'd get an autograph from me. I just kind of laugh it off. So fucking more power to the guy. Now, if they said, hey, you look like Chris Hardwick, I probably would have punched that kid in his face and kicked the dude in the junk. But Will Wheaton, I don't give a shit. He doesn't really register on my radar, so... That's basically. And apparently, Billy also wants to know about Michael Keaton. Uh, all right. Oh, I didn't even see. That's so funny. I you've you've already went on. I didn't even see that Billy mentioned Chris Hardwick. So two for one. Serious. Uh, Keaton. Fuck yeah. yeah. Keaton's the man. I can't wait for Birdman or whatever. I love that trailer. I hope that's actually really good. It should be. Do you like Keaton? Are you a fan of Keaton? Oh yeah. Favorite Keaton film. Shit, I Mr. Mom, boom. Mr. Mom's good. I love Mr. Mom. And there Mom. are plans to bring that. That's going to come to Blu-ray sooner than later. Nice. Someone's got the right so I just don't know who. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Mr. Mom. I think that I saw it at an early age, and I love Keaton, and I still think that's the reason why I'm just like, Leslie, pop out a child. I just want to be Mr. Mom. 
I want to be like him. I mean, he's done so much good shit. Right? Right? Even his, like, shitty movies in, like, the late 80s and early 90s are still, like, well, fucking Keaton still brings his A-game. I mean, I like Night Shift, or we're gonna go old on it. Fucking gung-ho. But hell, I like him. <laughs> I-, I like gung-ho. I like Porco Rosso. I like right? him in, uh, Break It. Johnny Dangerously? What was that? John Dangerously? Yep. Uh, what else was he in? Freaking uh, Clear History. He did Clear History. He was great in that. Yep, yep, yep. Fucking, you know, and, and uh, he's still, he's still, and I've said this since the beginning, he's still my favorite fucking Bruce Wayne. I can't buy him anymore. You can't buy him as Bruce Wayne or Batman anymore? As Bruce Wayne or Batman. Or Batman. Well, I mean, the you know, my still, I, I think I mentioned this uh, in the uh, BDR episode for uh, 88 or 89 for uh, one of our donators. Uh, my favorite Batman film still of all time is still Batman Returns. Like, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that, like, that's when I figured out my one of my huge sexual fetishes was from that movie. But I still love fucking Michael Keaton. I just, I, I just love what he brought to Bruce Wayne. And no actor, in my mind, since has brought that back. Like, he is, he's weird. Bruce Wayne needs to be a weird fucking dude. He's a weird dude. No one else brought that. Everybody else was so fucking smooth and like, yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't buy the fact that, like, this motherfucker who puts on a goddamn cape and cowl and fucking goes out and fights crime and shit and whatever, like, when he takes it off, like, oh, no one would ever know. But you see Keaton's Bruce and you're like, there's something fucking off about him. There's just something off and that's why I enjoy him. Why don't you like him? I just, it's so dated. Well. And it's kind of hard to, like, really put to give an idea, I take I accept Adam West as Bruce Wayne more than I accept Michael Keaton. Okay. I mean, I don't agree at all. I enjoy uh, Adam West's take. Uh, I'm looking at my sweet autographed photo from both him and Burt Ward right now. I, I'm a big fan of those, but I just, I can't. I, for whatever reason, man, I just, I don't know. Keaton just doesn't get enough love. I feel like Keaton just kind of died out. I would love Tarantino to bring Keaton back. Same with Gutenberg. Like, give those guys he a tried. chance. He was in Jackie Brown. He tried, and he was awesome in Jackie Brown. But that's also one of uh, QT's most maligned films. If you know, you, you ask, you ask legitimate people, and like when somebody says, "What's your favorite QT movie?" or like, you know, top two, if they don't say Jackie Brown, I don't fucking take them seriously at all, because I can't. Because, yeah, mine's Inglorious Bastards and Jackie Brown. Right, because Jackie Brown is. I mean, it's up there, and it helps that. It helps that it wasn't an original story from QT, like you know. So I mean, so it helps that it was the uh, the Leonard story. But like, it just it, Keaton was awesome in it. He just wasn't in it enough. Yeah, we need we need, basically Billy. We need more Keaton. I mean, right? Can we agree on that? More Keaton. And do more adult comedies, like R-rated stuff. Yes, yes, exactly. All right, now I feel like we could possibly end this after the next one. And if you want to keep going, I'm totally fine. But I, you made a comment that like, you want to tell. Let's blast. Yeah, let's blast through this last bit because I can tell my Chris Claremont story quick. Okay. So. Yeah, I've been fucking hauling ass to this X Men project, doing pretty much basic introductions to the characters, a little bit about who they are, where they come from. Just because there's a lot of people out there who don't know about comics. I I have to say I've learned a lot from reading. Uh... Reading your 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 X Men uh, your X Men stuff, which you can find on AndersonVision.com. You gotta you gotta plug yourself more, bro. You gotta fill those plugs up. Oh yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm I'm fucking lazy. I know. AndersonVision.com. But, He's been writing amazing amazing pieces on the X Men. I've learned a whole. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like this isn't me just like kissing your ass. 
I've read every single one of those, man, and it's just like, holy shit, like, this is so awesome. Because not only are you getting the facts, you're also getting, like, the interjections of you know, your thoughts, obviously, because you're writing it from your point of view, but I've learned yeah. so much, and I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I thought I knew something, but apparently I don't know dick. So, kudos yeah, to you. Yeah, I posted a bunch today. Yeah, finished off the Krakoa rescue team today, mm-hmm. and I'm working on Kitty Pride and Rogue right now. So, what is your Chris Claremont story? I'm intrigued. Okay, my Chris Claremont story. I'm 14, 15, and this is around the time when Chris Claremont was writing Willow books for George Lucas. Okay. He stopped doing comics and went into prose, and he was getting back into doing comics. Yep. So he was doing signings for his stuff at DC, but everyone kept bringing X-Men shit. And, of course, that's what I did, too. I brought in my copy of Uncanny X-Men number 278. Which is for people out there like me, what is what what's the significance? It was the first part of the Mirror Isle saga. Okay. That was the last big crossover he got to finish for Marvel Houston. Okay. So I get in there and I'm standing in line. It's the Great Escape. It's a mini chain around Nashville, Louisville, like Taylor Swift, like used to do signings in the one in Nashville. It's a music it's half music, half comics. Okay. Okay, so I'm in the one level, and I'm in line because it's Chris Claremont. It's it's Neckbeard Central. Yes. So I'm in line. Two hours in, I finally get up to get my stuff signed by him. But all the time, you got to remember, I'm 14 or 15. This is the mid-90s. And I'm listening to all these people, like, talk shit about Chris Claremont and everything. And then they were, like, they were from r- more rural parts of Kentucky. And they were talking about how Cannonball, who is a new mutant, he later became an X-Men. Okay. The accents that uh, Chris Claremont wrote for him were making fun of people from Kentucky, because Cannonball is like the only X-Men from Kentucky. And if you had a, because uh, I'm, I'm having trouble placing this, uh, I don't, I, I honestly don't know what the uh, uh, a shitty Kentucky accent is. Do you have an example? Like, I mean. Well, here's how. I'll do an example. Here's how he wrote all Scottish and Irish characters okay. through his 17 years writing the X-Men. Okay. Ach, faith in the God, I am That's how everything sounded like. Okay. And this is how he did uh, Cannonball. Um, I don't know what's going on, but I can do what I can, Professor AX. So, like, almost like Mushmouth. <laughs> yeah, he loved writing like accents. Okay. That was his thing. He loved accents. Okay, so people were upset that Chris Claremont was uh, putting Kentucky or that that type of accent in a bad light, correct? Yeah, and okay. that's when and we're kind of like that's only the accent. That's Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, that's like the worst part of the state. I mean, you, it has nothing to do with where we are. You only sort of sound like that, but it's not that bad. I, I've gotten used to it. Yeah, but but I'm 15. I'm listening. Like I'm like I didn't know this, but this motherfucker's been making fun of us. So you're so he's from England. So you're sitting in line all excited. Is this your first time that you realize that apparently he's making fun of you? Yeah. So I go from being all excited for two hours yeah. to getting mad and madder. And you know that uh, it's always sunny episode, the Christmas episode where yes. Charlie meets Santa. Yes, and yeah, yeah. That's about just, how I was. You're just you're that's boiling. That's how I was by the time I got up Just angered, like you can't I even throw like. The, I throw the comic down. Shut up. And he brings out like this little signing pen, and he's like, "How could we make this out to?" And I'm like, "You can make it out to the truth." <laughs> and he's like, "Is that your name?" 
I'm like, my name's Troy, and I don't talk like Cannonball. <laughs> and he's like, okay, good, good, good review. I'm like, you should apologize to us. <laughs> and he's like, who? And he's all scared. And I just snatch my comic back. And I'm like, Sovereign 7 sucks, and everything you've done ever since will suck shit. And I run out of the store. Now, okay, A, A, I have to say... That I just pictured this in my head now. After you mentioned the Charlie the Charlie Day thing with with, with Santa, I, I it was it was locked into my brain. Do you still feel that way about Chris Claremont? I met him again at a Wizard World Con like two thousand eight. Remember me back in like ninety four? <laughs> I was the truth. I did. I was like I was like I did that back in ninety five ninety six, and I apologize. He's like, oh, that's okay. I got that a lot. Oh. And he was like, he's like, I can't go to Ireland or Scotland or UK anymore without catching shit. Oh my god, I kind of wish he was like, holy shit, I do remember you. I remember you so vividly that it changed the way I write comics. <laughs> oh yeah, he got shittier. Let's put it this way. He's like the George Lucas of comics, where he did a lot of great shit in the 70s and 80s. And, then... and since he went back to the well, it's fucking terrible. Oh, I'm it's not gonna. Shit. I wish, I wish we had a time machine right now, because I, I just love the idea of like a young-faced fucking Anderson sitting there, all excited, like I'm gonna get my comic signed. It's gonna be great, and you're all excited. And you just hear some assholes like, "Fuck him, we don't talk like that," and you're just like, "Wait, we don't talk like that." Fuck you, Chris Claremont. I'm like, Fuck I just thought I was like a weird guy. I thought, like, his jaw was broken or something. Like, that was, like, mush mouth, like a Cosby kid. That's the way he talked. I didn't know he was making fun of a group of people. Oh, my God. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. That's, that's amazing. Like, that's, as silly as that is, I, this story is fucking amazing. Because it's just so, it's so vivid in my head. Like, I can just see, like, the stages of grief coming over young 14-year-old Anderson, like, so happy, in denial, anger. <laughs> and I, threw it. I can still, I still have that comic signed by him, and the spine on it is all fucked up from how hard I threw it on the table. Oh, like, I almost oh, ripped the spine off. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's so fucking good. That's so good. I don't think, I'm trying to think, like, now, too, like, I don't think I have a... You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't have a story like that, like at even remotely close. I just, I just love the idea that in a span of like two hours, you went from like yeah to fuck you. That's, I was prone to do that as a kid. That is amazing. So I have to ask you, do you want to keep going or do we end it here? Let's power through. We're getting there. We're fucking power through. All right, end. here we go. Next fucking Billy G question we already answered is Gun gonna get the geo. The, I yeah. fuck that Guardian sequel. Yes, he is. How shit will Ant Man be? Won't be shit. It, oh, are you just saying that right now? It's gonna be shit. Like you have no faith. It won't. Well, it, it won't, won't be. Yeah, I don't like no. at this point. I mean, I figure like it sucks. I kind of hope in like you know ten years we get like the uh, the David Fincher Alien Three uh, special edition uh, like discussion where he finally kind of opens up about what happened. I would not mind to hear what happened well, between I mean, Edgar difference. and them. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference. At least uh, Fincher got to shoot it. Mm-hmm. Now, Edgar Wright, wa Edgar Wright wanted to do his own thing, but you can't do your own thing when you're playing with house money. Do you have any idea, I mean, granted from what we've heard, is there anything that you can add to the conversation of what you think or what you maybe know or think happened, why, why it dissolved the way it did? He thinks that 
you could do your own thing, but you don't. You put your touch on it. But it's even not with yours. Guardians, James. Yeah, even with Guardians, James Gunn did his own thing, but he still followed the formula. Do we? Do, do you You're have any, making one part of a much larger film? Do you have any idea? I mean, any sort of insight of like what maybe it was the catalyst? Like, I mean, from all we heard, like, right? Was, I think Disney just got tired of waiting on him. Like, okay, what does that mean, though? Like, I mean, you're definitely more versed and you kind of know more of the inside stuff. Like, as far as I know, like... He was supposed to do this before... He was supposed to do this before the world's end. And they delayed and they waited on him. Yeah. Oh. And they kept fucking around, fucking around, and they finally said, you know what? We like you, pal, but we can't do it. And and now I feel like an asshole from, like, uh, you know, Timothy's question an hour ago. Because I have to say, like, right, I think right, based on the output he's done so far, could possibly at some point be one of those directors. I mean, even Scott Pilgrim, which I don't suck off like the rest of the internet does. I enjoy the books and I enjoy the movie, but that's still my least favorite movie he's done. Like, I enjoy it from a technical level, but I still think it's one of the most impersonal movies I've seen from him. Like, it just feels like it It didn't, it didn't grab me like everything else did. Like, I don't know if it's age or, or, or what, but... I mean, The World's End, I just recently rewatched that, and, for, you know, personally for me, that's probably my favorite movie by him, and I think it's only because I identify just a little bit, way too much with, uh, with, with Simon Pegg's character, to the point where, like, I honestly, like, I love that movie up until the big scene at the end when they're in The World's End, and he, him and Nick Park, or whatever, Nick, Nick, Nick Park? Nick Frost? What's his name? Nick Frost. Nick Frost, thank you. Nick Frost. Nick Frost. When him and Nick Frost are talking, and, and you finally get to, like, see, like, like what was going on with Gary, and I'm like, and I, you know, I'm I'm mad enough to admit it. Like I have a lot of the same uh, uh, feelings and emotions that Gary does in that film, and that's the only reason why the world's end. I, my favorite movie by fucking by right, I can't watch it that often because it just it, as soon as that scene happens, I'm instantly clinically depressed, like instantly. So it bums me out that we don't get to see his uh, his take on it, but. At this point, like I'm just excited that we're getting an Ant Man movie, and that fucking yeah. poster they they showed at Comic Con that you know the artwork. I'm like, fuck yeah, holy shit, he's actually gonna be controlling fucking insects and shit. I didn't even think about that part. I thought yeah. that I didn't think that Marvel would go there with that. I thought it was just gonna be like he's tiny and he's fucking people up. Look at him. After seeing Guardians, I don't think Marvel's scared of anywhere they can go. And I think that's what DC needs to learn. I don't. Do you think that DC's going to learn that, or do you think we're just going to get a string of no. like ridiculousness and reboots? Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. I saw a celestial destroy a planet before Wonder Woman got her own movie. Fucking as Stan Lee would said, enough said, enough fucking said. B- Billy also asks, when do we find out what the Edward slash Witta Star Wars flick is? Star Wars flick well, is. Well, we already have we the, already know. the suggestion. Yeah. Red 5? But until it gets confirmed... No, not Red 5. What are you thinking? Boba Fett. Uh, you know, don't give a shit. And I love... And I'm I'm that guy. Love me Boba Fett. Was gonna get the Mandalorian tattoo. Love all that shit. But I'm like, I don't want to see that movie. I don't want to... I don't, need, I don't need to see that movie. Why is that movie being made? I don't get any of these weird, like, one-off bullshits. I don't understand why we need to do that. Because you can make more material off that. Okay, but let's just... And you sell more bed sheets and you sell more toys. Let's take away the consumerism. I know it's hard with the, with, with the, with the fucking mouse house here. Let's just take away the consumerism here. 
Like, what stories can we tell from a young Yoda, a young Han, and fucking Boba Fett? Like, I don't... I mean, Boba Fett... Well, would... Han, you can fill in the pieces. Yoda, why? you can examine... Why? What's there to why fill in? Yeah, like, well, okay. Oh, we're getting really deep here. Yes, it is true. Fucking, why even bother? But, okay, fine. Han, sure, fill in the pieces. How did he become the lovable smuggler we all love? Oh, whatever. Boba Fett... He, like if if we're not taking the extended universe into the expanded universe into effect here, which apparently they're not, but they might be a little bit, but not whatever. Uh, who gives a shit? Like the prequels fucking ruined the whole mysticism behind them. With oh, he's a clone of a clone of a clone, and they're all fucking Tamira Morrison. Who gives a shit? Like why am I supposed to care? No matter what the pedigree is behind it, why do I give a shit? Well, you start going to the Mandalorians because the Mandalorian armor shit's going to play a big part in Rebels. Okay. Yep. The the that's the uh, that's the that's the cartoon, right? That's chicks. that's yeah. That's before. That's that's set after the prequels, but before the original trilogy, right? That's what the thing is going for. It's eight years after Sith. Okay. So it's before New Hope. Eight. Okay. Okay. So the Mandalorians are favorably uh, are going to favor heavy in that. Partially. Okay. One of the characters that one of the characters in the main cast has her own armor. Oh, shit! I I've apparently been slacking on my Star Wars news. I did not know that. Oh yeah, Jason Isaacs, uh, Mal Lucius Malfoy is the villain. And Freddie Prince Jr. is a Jedi who escaped the Purge, who's leading what becomes the Rebel Alliance. And because of this, do you give a shit about a Boba Fett flick? I don't give a shit about names. I just want to see the trilogy. The new trilogy? The new trilogy, yeah. Got it. Yep. Okay, good. You know what? At least we can agree on the fact that, like, yes, it's more Star Wars, but yes, I definitely do want to see episodes 7, 8, 9. The rest, eh. I am excited for the Red 5 movie, because I've always said, like, I would love a standalone flick, Top Gun style, that's all about fucking Rogue Squadron. Give me that shit. I was all about fucking, uh... I Jedi or whatever. The, I know they're not using it, but I just I'm a huge fan of that kind of stuff. So I'll see that. But yeah, you're right. Original trilogy or the new trilogy. I, as long as JJ knocks out of the park. I mean, if he stumbles, which I don't know, if, I don't think he, I don't, I don't think he will. But I mean, do you think that if if, the, if episode seven and eight like just get panned, like everybody's excited, like the prequels, like yeah, they make money, but they're just shit. Do you think we'll still get these standalones? No. No. We might get one. And if you had to get one out of the three that have been announced, which one do you want? I mean, I can make a Han Solo solo film work, but we'll probably get whatever Witta and Edwards do. Do 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 you give a shit about Yoda? No. Awesome, perfect fucking answer. All right, I I, I can't even answer this question. Captain Russ asks. Uh. <laughs> Best use of ashless chaps in a film. I know. No. <laughs> it's so specific. Like I'm honestly the, the. It's like he thought about it. Like he's been recording. Like right. Hey, that was good. Let's try this. Like I can't think of ashless chaps in the movie. Right. Okay. Thank you. The first thing that came to mind was, and I don't even think it was chaps, but it was the uh, the the bare ass Indian in Wind's World too. But I don't think those were were those chaps. Yeah. No. All right, Russ. I'm sorry that we can't uh, compete with your uh, your boner jam 2015. That is all just fucking ashless chaps for movies. 
But if you if you have a good answer, if you have a good answer, fucking let us know on forums.braindeadradio.com. And I think this last question might be where we should uh, we should cut it off because I think this is a good a good question to end on because this kind of is in my it, this is kind of finally back in my house. I feel like a lot of these were in your house. If you two were a Cenobite, which ridiculous gimmick would you have? Are we doing a Cenobite? I thought we were doing the Dirty Rumor. Oh, you know what? Fuck it. We'll end on the Dirty Rumor then. Actually, that is good. I thought that was on this page, but it's not. Next page. We'll finish that up. All right. Cenobite. Yeah. Ridiculous gimmick. Uh, my navel is a loading tray. You pushed my navel, mm-hmm. and then you put in a disc, and then like I just start saying filthy shit that's not like on a CD-ROM. And, like, your ears start bleeding and your head explodes. Boom. Like the hearing aid kid in Freddy's Dead. Yes. Bam. My first thought, my face is a fleshlight. I just come around and I just fuck people up and they're just like, it's so good, but it's also hell, and then they explode. Plus, I think that would be a pretty creepy looking fucking, that would be a pretty creepy makeup if, like, my face was just, like, this, like, fuckable hole. I just walk around with this fuckable hole on my face. And I've made Anderson okay. speechless. As soon as I mentioned Fleshlight, Anderson shuts the fuck up. We are going to skip Billy's fucking last fucking question here because Comic-Con, biggest shock expect. At this point, the only thing I honestly give a shit about is something related to Star Wars. Or I honestly, I know it's not going to happen. And I honestly, and I know we've already got... You're going to hear Marvel and DC stuff this weekend. And all I, honestly, if it's not fucking Star Wars, and I, we've already gotten two photos, I wouldn't mind an in, a, a, a shot, like, not like just a picture, but like a legitimate, like, in-motion shot of, uh, uh, of Affleck in the Batsuit. I just, I would, I, I just want to well, see it. You got one picture today. We have two. more coming. We have two. Two. I'm on top of it. Yeah. We have one in it, we have one in the, in, in, we have the cowl of the cape, and then we also have one new one that just came out that was him in... Which looks like a piece of a poster, possibly, of him actually uh, a new picture of him in the in, in, in the cowl with the. Uh, with yeah, this is jigsaw shit. It has the Age what? of Ultron's doing that too. Uh, Age of Ultron's doing that too. The jigsaw poster where we'll yep. release it bit by bit by bit. So yeah. keep updating your site as we send you JPEGs. Okay, guys. Yeah. I'm so glad that I don't have to deal with that because. I tried doing that with BDR, and I'm like, I can't. I don't care. You can see this shit on other better reputable sites, so whatever. So, Captain Russ ends with... What is the dirtiest fucking rumor of a Hollywood star you've ever heard? Anderson, what is that rumor? You should go, because I've heard shit that we will all be sued for. So, the only one I've heard... And I know you're gonna be like, "That's so pedestrian." Oh my god, you don't know anything. You never know. Is well, it's one that's like, well, it's 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 well known. I mean, I'd say that it's it's kind of well known. Is the whole Dan Schneider uh, rumors? Uh, Dan Schneider from from head of the The class. That guy from uh, head of the class. Yeah. Yep. Who uh, has made produced that awful show with uh, which McCallum on it? Has produced dozens of shows for Nickelodeon, such as iCarly. He did the fucking uh, Jamie Lynn Spears uh, show. He's done all and those types Sam of shows. And that Sam and show. Yep. And, uh, that bitch with the squeaky voice. What is wrong with her? She is so fucking hot. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god. Like, And I, I think she's legal now, she so I think like that's okay. She sounds like dying in her mouth. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't do not. Jeanette, Jeanette McCurdy. That's her name. Jeanette McCurdy. No, not her. Oh. I heard the other one. Wait, the actual iCarly or, the, or Kat? I don't know Cat. I just know I Sam. I think his name's like 
Ariana Grande. Oh yeah, I don't know her. I, I mean, I know, when she mentioned it, yeah, she she's the newest one that he's like, oh, he's totally fucking her. But the biggest rumor uh, is the fact that he got well, not only that he's banging all of these preteens, and that's why like, you know, fucking whatever, but that he's the one who got Jamie Lynn Spears pregnant. So Britney Spears' uh, oh, no. si- sister. No, no. That didn't happen. No. Well, that's the dirtiest rumor no, I heard. They, they kind of already got into the bottom of that. Really? Because last I heard, like the the one that they said uh, got her pregnant, like wanted a paternity test, and uh, last I read, because I'm totally on top of these weird Nickelodeon rumors that like it wasn't him. That's just the rumor. No, it was but- someone. It was someone else who worked for him. He directed a few episodes. This is how low-key is. I can't even think of a name. Ah, if Anderson doesn't know your name, you're low-key. You don't even exist. Well, he's like a TV director. He's like some guy who like, shoot like five of those episodes back-to-back for him. See, for me... And, that... he had a, and he had a background in doing that kind of shit, going for young girls. Got it, yeah. For me, as honestly, it was just like... Yep, like, that's probably the dirtiest one, and just because there's so many... And I also believe that uh, and there was also that rumor, and I don't know if it's substantial or what have you, that uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr., I remember, the, oh, he he posted this anonymous post on Gawker, Jezebel, or fucking one of those ridiculous sites that was like, here's all the info, and this is what I've seen, and blah, 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 and like Hayden Pantaneri, panty lady from Heroes, and she was whored around by her family, and da 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 but for me, it's just like, you see these photos of this guy, and it's unfortunate, and... You just see him, and I'm like, I, 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 I might, I might believe it, but it's a rumor. There's, uh, you can't sue us because I'm just reading. If you type in Dan Schneider pervert in Google, there's just like thousands of fucking articles. So I'm just going off what the Almighty Google says. So that's my dirtiest rumor. I'm sure you're gonna beat that really hard. Uh, David Geffen kept Keanu Reeves as a rent boy for the early '90s. Shut the fuck up! What? Shut up! Yeah. All right, hold on. I'm going to... David... I'm gonna, see what Google says. David Geffen... Geffen Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves dating, married, boyfriend. All right, so there's a whole bunch of shit that comes up. Um, let's see. Well, if I just type in David Geffen Keanu Reeves, not much comes up except for is Keanu married? Is he gay? David Geffen splits from toy boy lover, blah, 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 blah. But nothing really comes up that says Toy Boy. So where did this come from? Uh, the early '90s. So was that was that when he was in like Bill and Ted, Parenthood? It was after Parenthood, right around the time he was getting Point Break in Bram Stoker's Dracula. So they're saying so. Okay, so to they're saying it's how My Private Idaho got the money to get made. Wait, what? That movie got made because people were fucking Keanu Reeves and paying David Geffen? Well, I mean, once David again, Geffen raised, did it as a favor for his man. What? What? Yeah. What? Mind has been blown. Yeah. What? Shut the fuck up. I don't think he was. I don't think he's gay. Yeah, I think he was gay for play. Keanu? Yeah. Okay. I'm like David Gavin. No, no, David Gavin. Su- oh, David Super Gavin. Super gay. Okay. <laughs> like, like powered underneath. Like he can summon a rainbow to like teleport him somewhere. Holy shit! I have never, I've never heard that. What? That's crazy. 
Do you believe it's true? Oh, also the one about James. Do you, do you believe it's, it's true? 50-50 for me. 50-50? All right. I could see it happening, but I don't believe it. And is it is it better well, that he... Is there's it, the one I do believe. Yes. That I've had that I've had several older uh, people who I've interviewed and talked to kind of confirm details. Oh shit! And not all of them confirm. And not all of them confirm it because they want to remember this guy as being a great guy. Yeah. And he was. Yeah. James Dean was into rough, rough, rough gay sex. Rough gay sex. It like doesn't. It doesn't make it. On I mean, sets, Going on movie sets, paying people to uh, service him. He liked being a human ashtray. Put cigarettes on his tongue and his mouth. Warbler's got mad because he had him put it on his face. What? Shut the fuck up. Are you serious? Yes. All right, Google. Let's, let's see what we have here. James Dean human ashtray. <laughs> All right, according to Google... Oh shit! The first, the first thing on here is uh, the human ashtray by Vice, and then the third link is from human ashtray to dead demigod. So that actually has a that has that's better than the uh, the Keanu Reeves uh, Rent Boy here. This is actually more coming up here. Oh look at that! Yeah, I'll give you. Wow, there are articles on here. Okay, I'm just impressed that there's articles on here. Wow. Okay, what's the next yeah. one? Uh, Danny Thomas, you know who he is? He's Marlo Thomas's dad, father-in-law, Phil Donahue. I had do... a sitcom back in the 50s and 60s. Alright, I'm looking it up right now. Danny Thomas. Make room for daddy. Okay, Make yep, 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 yep. He started St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Okay. After doing shows in Vegas, he had a pecu peculiar hobby for the early 60s. Which is? He learned it from a, he learned it from a Japanese friend at Sony. <laughs> okay, I'm he intrigued. He liked to go, yeah, he liked to go under glass tables, and pay, what? as he called them back then, color, colored girls. Okay. To squat on the table above him. And? and this is after he gave, this is after he gave him a full, like, seven-course dinner. Okay. In Vegas. And poop. Oh. And he'd have different women poop. Wait, I And he would do things underneath there. So basically, what you're All saying is this dude is just jerking it off while fucking uh, uh, African American women are pooping on a glass table. Yes. See, now I've heard that rumor, but if that rumor's always been like attributed to like other people, like, so I'm assuming that it started. I've with... heard it attributed to people, but I've heard multiple pin it directly to Danny Thomas, including one person who was able to give me three times when it happened. Did you have photos? Was there was there photographic evidence? No, but the times of the accusations match up to the times he'd be in Vegas and be within the perimeter to do that. Well, you know, I was just in Vegas, and if I could have been doing this, maybe I would have tried that, because maybe then I would have been able to answer, like, best worst porn fetish, because that seems like that might be the best worst porn fetish. I mean, you're doing it now. The monoculture is gone. I mean, no one gives a shit about you jerking off the people pooping on you. I mean, I but still think that some people... 1963, that was pretty revolutionary. I, I, you know, I'd like to think that, like, that still might be sort of like somebody might give a shit if you're like, so what are you into? Well, I dig it when fucking African-Americans poop on a table and I jerk off. Like, that's not, like, you can't go to, Wasn't like... Wasn't always African-Americans. Well, fine, but you can't... What I'm saying is, like, I can't go to X-Hamster and type in, like... Pooping on glass table. Like, that's not, like, a big fed. Are you typing in it right now? 
I hear oh, tight. No, I'm oh. actually, uh, I'm looking up something else. I'm going to one of my folders. Oh, I, I was kind of hoping you were like, X-Hamster, pooping on tables. You're like, no, you're lying, Rob. Right here, there's a whole playlist. No, I went, I went in the crazy shit folder. <laughs> That's where I put emails and stuff I get that are just fucking insane. And then I got a folder within there called, I'm not well off enough to get this sued. Holy shit. But once again, these are all just rumors. We are not saying uh, legitimately or whatever that this is actually happening. Son of a bitch. This is just stuff on Google. What did you find? Did you find something good? I just had a six... No, I had a Six Flags ad just, like, blare my ear. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, my God. What did you find in this folder? I like had my head in a subwoofer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just all of a sudden couldn't... I couldn't hear or think for, like, two minutes. See, like, you freak me out when you're like, I'm not well off enough to get sued by this. Like, we keep, how can you get sued by just fucking talking about shit you could type into Google? Like, we're not saying it's true or not. I'm just saying, like, I'm... Well, this... you make a cartoon episode about Scientology and they stalk you for a year. That, maybe BDR would be better off if I got stalked by Scientology. Maybe then I would learn about my thetans and shit. I don't know. We got a Scientology center here. I went to one once, and then I, 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 I laughed after like 10 minutes, because I was like, I'm going to do this. I want to take their test, because I think it would be a good podcast episode. I was there, episode. and I just started fucking with them. See, I, I just started doing like my own like, Keith, Keith Apicary thing. This is, I just started doing that to them. <laughs> and, uh, and you know what? I can totally picture that going on. I was trying to be like uh, legitimate, like, you know what? I, I don't believe in any of this. Let's see if, th if they can totally brainwash me, and within like... 10 or 15 minutes of just being in that place, I was just like, you know what? I I don't know if it's because of the mindset I was in, or I'm just like, you know what? I don't even want, like, the 1% chance where, like, someone's telling me this. I'm like, you know what? That sounds good. Maybe I thought about this all wrong. Maybe you are right. Maybe my life sucks because of these fucking ancient aliens that got fucking thought out by the volcanoes. Maybe this is all right. So I just had to leave. So I didn't even get it. Oh, no, I was fucking up. I was, I was being miserable, though. I still think that would be a good thing. Like, they had... They had me in the back counseling room. I was there for 10 minutes, and then she had me go back out to the main lobby while she talked to somebody. But she forgot about me, so I got bored. So I went up to the front desk, and I grabbed a handful of pamphlets. And I just started opening up the door. I'm like, it's a nice March day, spring day. Why don't you guys come on in? I'm like talking to people on the sidewalk. <laughs> here, hi, how you doing? How you doing? Hi, my name's Troy. I'm here with the center. Hey, hey. Here you go. Here's a pamphlet. Come on in. Come on. Talk to these nice fellows over there. I started making up names from like Roberta and Mark over there. Help you out. They'll tell you about what we do here. <laughs> and they're like, sir, you're not authorized. So I'm like, I'm just spreading the good word. Now you go back to your room. I'll send you people. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Like, I still feel like. I would love. I, I, I've, I've, told, I've told CJ about that. Like, I would love to try to actually do it again and just fucking like, quote unquote, go undercover. But I'm honestly worried that like, because my mood fluctuates so hard and like my 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 mental my mental state fluctuates so hard on any given day that I I would happen to go there on the one day where they're telling me this shit and I'm like, fuck, this all makes so much sense. You know, my life was empty before I was here, and I'd be so scared that I'd be like, "So, welcome to Branded Radio. Let's talk about this, CJ. Let's uh, I have a e-reader here. Let's uh, let's see what kind of theme levels you got here." Just because that's, I mean, obviously, like how many people are in their organization? Like, fuck, man, they have some, they have some weird pull, and I just don't think I'm mentally, I'm not, I'm not Professor Xavier mentally strong enough to, to possibly like. Uh, throw that down. So I, I'm proud of the fact that you were able to go in there. 
uh, and then also be like, fuck you, I'm doing my own thing. Come join Scientology, talk to Roberta. She'll tell you all about your fucking past lives. That's actually pretty amazing. I love Keith Apicary. I've been watching those videos more again. I'm like, I would love to do like a video series or reviewing movies like that. Mm-hmm. I'm a, bi- I'm, I'm a big fan of Keith. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I, and I think that you have you have that type of personality where you could easily pull that off. Like, that's not like a slight. Like, oh, yeah. You could, you could pull that off so hard. Oh, yeah. I think that's where... I just where, need to have, like, actually video people. I think that's... Oh, hey, you know what? I'm just saying, like, uh, CJ and I, we uh, we just met up with, uh, with a filmmaker here uh, who ended up apparently uh, enjoying our show, and we are actually uh, meeting with him next week to see what we can do, uh, if he wants to do anything, and, uh, he's, he's filming... You're gonna midget porn? Dude, possibly, he's filming a movie, he didn't say it was midget porn, but he's filming a movie, and I'm like, fuck it, throw me in as an extra, like, I'll be an extra, fuck it, let's talk about, and I kept telling Steve, like, let's talk about the streets calling, like, maybe we can do, like, a... Yeah. Maybe we can do, like, a scene, like, just, like, a scene, like, we get some green screen, he has all the film equipment, I'm like, maybe we can do some shit. Exactly. And I have to say, when you, you... can shoot a scene, right? And then I can write a porn. Yeah, boom! I can write a porn series for you, the well, Rob trilogy. I mean, I don't, I don't. This Your is, porn name is Finn Rizel. I, I don't know how to feel about the fact that like I have apparently, and this I have a crafted a persona where it's just like fuck yeah. I like I don't want to think it's the persona. Like I don't want to be like, I don't want to be that. Like I want to film like CJ. Why am I automatically in like a porn trilogy? Well, it doesn't always have to be a porn trilogy. Okay. Can it be like a classy I mean, porn trilogy? Got raped. That's true. Can it be classy porn? Like Fifty Shades Is of Grey? Is ever classy? Fifty Shades of... You know, no one pissed me off, and I'll say this. Whitney Matheson from Pop Candy over USA Today said the best thing today. She goes, watching the Fifty Shades of Grey trailer... How is this different than any other movie James Spader did in the last 15 years? Very true. And yeah. I actually... You know what? I had a conversation with a good friend of mine uh, today about that because uh, she's uh, she's a huge fan. You know, she's just she she loves the books. I, you know, I'm not gonna slide her on any whatever people enjoy. Fucking awesome. And I asked her, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, the trailer's gonna come out. This is a few days ago. I'm like the trailer's gonna come out this week. She's like, I know, I'm excited. And I'm like, can I ask you, like, why do you enjoy these books? Like, what is it about the books besides the eroticism? Like, you know, like what is it about it? And she said that the uh, and I don't know any of the care. I never read it. Uh, I can honestly say that I never read it, but. Like the main woman character, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, is it because like you can like see yourself as this person? And she's like, you know, to be honest, like when you're reading this book, like whatever the main woman character's name is, is like she's not, she's written and the way that they write about it, she's not like a beautiful person. She's like, you know, an every woman, and it's just that's 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 the fantasy is that you don't have to be like beautiful and you know know by 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 hollywood standards and all this shit and i'm like okay you know i get that like it's it's an escapism i you know i'm a nerd i totally understand escapism and then i see that trailer well and i but i see that trailer and i see the woman they play and like i love and i i I can't remember the name of the actress but i love this actress like i think she like i think this actress dakota johnson i think she's fucking hot like i think she's hot and like she has like this thing, but like I watched this trailer, and I'm like, oh well, she they just she's all vetted her. Oh, we're gonna put a ponytail in and a cardigan, and look at she's just like you. And I'm like, no, she's not like any of you. Like this is like a this is like a Hollywood this is a Hollywood beautiful woman that they put glasses on and said, look at she'll take these glasses off and then she'll get tied up and it will be amazing. And I watched that trailer going like, 
Wow, yeah, and you know what? It is right. It's like, how is this any different from any... Th this isn't. This is no different than any other fucking flick that Spader did back then. At all. So, do you and think... here's the problem with that movie. Yeah. Here's the problem with that movie. In that book, in the whole phenomenon. Did you read the books? Women... Yeah, I read the book, the first one. Oh, the I couldn't get through the other two. Look at you. All right, you got one up on me. Good job, sir. Yeah. Here's the thing. Men can... Women can meet men like that all the time. Yes. But if they don't look like Christian Grey, you use pepper spray. Yep. Yep. I mean, I get that. Like, I mean, I'm not going to get into the MRW movement here, but no, I totally understand that. Like, and that's totally true. Like, if they just showed, like, uh, I was going to say, I'm trying to think of an actor. I'm not going to go, like, totally, like, gross, like, oh, God. But, like, if you see someone, like, let's just say. Crispin Glover. If you see Crispin sure. Glover. Sure. Saying, he, yeah. I got certain, you know, fetishes. Yeah. You'll run fucking screaming out of there because you're going to think you're going to get raped and stuffed in a fucking garbage bag and dumped in behind a dumpster in Wendy's. Yes, and coming coming as, you know, uh, a, a straight male with apparently latent homosexual tendencies based on my love of uh, The Rock and Hercules, looking at Crispin oh, Glover, yeah. I'm like... Queer. Well, I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking at Crispin Glover, uh, one of my favorite movies still, as Simon says, like, I love that movie, but I look at Crispin Glover and I'm like, yeah, he's got that creepy face, but I'm like... I wouldn't mind having, like, the build of Crispin Glover. Like, the dude looks like, all right, he's in shape, but, like, it's the creepiness. And you're right, if that was Crispin Glover in that gray suit, uh, and he's like, oh, I have particular fantasies and blah, 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 blah. You're totally right. That movie would not fucking, that would not fucking fly whatsoever. Which, like you said, I guess, no. it kills it. It kills the whole it premise. Just, it's poorly written library porn. But That's hey, it if it makes people read, right, isn't that a good thing? Mein Kampf made people read too. Was that a great thing? That, that is a fucking pull quote, and I don't think we could end the episode any better than that. So, Anderson, and there we go. You remember, you remember the, you remember the fucking tagline, right? Anderson, you gotta close the show. Oh fuck! Not be able to edit shit. For the Anderson tapes, my name is Verb. Oh, my name's Troy. I forgot what my name is. Hi. Uh, how did we end it last time? Please be kind, rewind. I don't remember. We're gonna end it on that. Great. There we go. Watch that ass. This has been a Brain Dead Radio production. Yeah. Visit us at www.braindeadradio.com.